What's up, Hushlings? I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. We're joined by our protege, Slick Frank Sanders. Frank Sanders here. How's it going, Hushlings? Join us Mondays for the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour as we take new initiates through the dark secrets, hidden truths of the underbelly of the conspiratorial world. Each season finale ending with a live show. Follow along on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and listen on all streaming platforms at our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Hush Hush Society. Remember, the best kept secrets are hidden in plain sight. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you're probably already aware. It's been a pretty interesting fucking week. Now, I knew some shit was going to be going on in the Ukraine, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. A lot of people did. A lot of people that pay attention to history are not entirely surprised about this. And if you have any sense, you shouldn't be surprised by this. The thing that I really want to talk about today, though, is something that I've been noticing since all this stupid pointless aggression started and the whole thing is stupid and pointless is the western perception of this aggression there are mitigating factors involved here that uh, a lot of people aren't considering and it's damn sure not getting any kind of push in the media because that immediately destroys the narrative of be afraid big bad russians doing bad things I am in no way trying to justify the Russian actions. I, it's fucking ridiculous in this day and age to still have this shit going on is not okay. What Putin did is wrong. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not trying to say it's not wrong. There should not be the violent aggression going on. I really don't think it should be going on anywhere in the world. Violence should be reserved for people who deserve it. Pedophiles deserve violence. Sexual offenders deserve violence. Assaultists, rapists, bad people should have bad things done to them. You don't need to be going into people's homes and blowing shit up and killing innocent civilians and innocent bystanders. Now, the reason I'm saying people shouldn't be surprised by this is, one, Putin is kind of a fucking egomaniac, and based on some reports, he might be a little bit unhinged. Problem is, the sources I'm hearing that from are sources I generally don't trust anymore. I don't have any faith in mainstream media outlets. I don't have faith in news individuals who spout this shit. They have destroyed their own credibility with me. They push narratives that are utterly ridiculous. And we're going to be talking about some of this narrative pushing that is fucking stupid. And it is a commentary on how little the powers that be think of the population's that they're pushing this shit and expecting people to eat it up and expecting people not to question it and just toe the line and, you know, toe that party line, follow the follow the established narrative. This is what you need to believe. This is what's wrong with the world. Bad things are bad because we told you they're bad. Now, the first thing I want to say is people are acting like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. There's this violent thing going on. No, it's really not, particularly the way things are being handled at the moment. People are talking shit. Well, how come President Biden's not doing anything? First off, that guy is a limp dick, worthless fuck. 
I've said it before. I'm not a fan of his. I wasn't a fan of the guy before him either. I'm not a fan of any of them. And if you haven't figured that out by now, if you're new here, that's my stance. I hate pretty much every politician walking the face of the earth at this point. If you're not new here, you should know this shit already. But the thing about it is we do not have any real reason to get involved in this because the United States should not be policing the world. It's not our responsibility. We don't owe it to anybody. We don't have this amazing, shining moral compass that grants us automatic authority to tell other people in this world how to live their lives. Furthermore, we do not have any diplomatic alliances with the Ukraine that would require us to get involved. If we got involved as things currently stand, that would be an act of aggression towards Russia. That would be asking for a world war. As it sits right now, this is a regionalized conflict with someone who is not an ally of the United States in any official capacity. Now, Biden, I'm sure, has his issues. There's all kinds of conflicts with multiple politicians who have ties to companies in the Ukraine, ties to energy conglomerates in the Ukraine. Uh, Pelosi's kid, I believe, was on the board of one energy company. Biden was getting a Hunter Biden was getting a paycheck from one of the Ukrainian energy companies. It's kind of fucking ridiculous. And there's another thing that nobody's talking about if you're looking, listening to mainstream media sources. I mean, other than the fact that Putin seems to be trying to rebuild the Soviet Union, which as a Gen Xer, that is something I grew up with. All you little millennials and Gen Z kids, you need to realize something. This is not new shit. This is two, version 2.0. That's all it is. There was an evil empire when we were growing up that was actively posturing and threatening the United States on a semi-regular basis. It was a horrible regime. It collapsed. It died under its own weight. That was the Soviet Union, the communist paradise that some of you uneducated fucksticks are pointing to saying, oh, well, they just did it wrong. Communism's great. It's why people like me think you're fucking idiots, because we watched what happened. We saw with our own eyes why it didn't work. And... We point to it, and you guys just go into that knee-jerk, oh, well, they weren't doing real communism. Yes, they fucking were, you simping idiots. But I digress. The simple fact of the matter is, there was a period in my life where the possibility of World War III was a looming fucking threat. And it was just a fact of life, and we dealt with it. And maybe that's why we're so cynical and jaded and just unfazed by this bullshit. But to try and explain things to the people who don't have as much of a grasp of what's going on. And I'm by no means a fucking expert. That disclaimer should go in, in your head pretty much anytime you listen to the show. On top of the, if you get butt hurt, turn the show off disclaimer that I already put in the show, maybe I'll rework it where it says, I am not an expert by any means. These are my opinions, my beliefs, and the things I have figured out through my own research. If you don't like it, if you don't agree with it, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. That's your right. Do your own fucking homework. By all means, expand your mind. Do real research. Get outside of your fucking comfort levels and your echo chambers and look at other sources. Be a better person. Be a better researcher. Better your fucking mind. Quit parroting the, the fucking thing that is being spoon-fed to you by these extremely untrustworthy sources that used to be something people pointed to as a bastion of, like, this is, there's media integrity and all this other shit that is obviously no longer a real thing. They say what they're said. The government has more or less flexed their whole, you can't, if you're not saying what we want you to say, you are a threat and you're a menace and you should be censored and silenced. 
when you have the official White House spokesperson calling for people to be silenced and it doesn't concern you, you're a fucking idiot. Because if she, just because she's on your side doesn't mean the next person will be. And if the precedent is there, it can be used against you just as easily as it can be used against the people you don't fucking agree with. <sighs> so that being said, one of the things about this action in the Ukraine is... It is not an entirely unprovoked scenario. Now, a lot of people are going to, oh, my God, you can't, it's, you're not saying he's got to, no, it's a, I'm not saying it's right. But looking at it from a perspective of if we were on the other side, here's the thing about that. There's this thing called NATO, the North Atlantic Trade Organization. It is a pact of countries that were formulated after World War II for mutual defense of each other. It was mostly European, you know, it was the Western European states and countries that made this agreement that if somebody fucked with one of them, they fucked with all of them because they didn't want a repeat of what happened where Germany picked them off one at a time. It was a coalition to establish, you fuck with one of us, you fuck with all of us. And that was the Western European and the United States. Now, conversely, we had the Soviet Union, which was the Eastern Bloc countries, all of Russia and Siberia, and huge portion of landmass. A lot of that landmass is not arable or livid, but livable. But, you know, it is what it is. Still a huge portion of the country. You know, an entire continent worth of land, basically. And that was the Eastern Bloc, Soviet states. And there was kind of a buffer zone between the two alliances. And gradually, over the course of the last you know, 50, 60 years... NATO has been expanding its influence, recruiting, actively recruiting other countries to join the alliance and encroaching and eating away at that buffer zone between Eastern Bloc countries and the Western Bloc countries. Now, to a certain mindset, and this is probably the mindset that Putin falls under because I don't believe, I mean, I, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, he's so great because he's not. He's a fucking monster. He's morally bereft. That doesn't make him an idiot. I mean, you can be a really good person and still be fucking stupid. And you can be a fucking genius and still have no moral core. The two are not mutually exclusive situations. This guy is cagey, and he is not dumb. He didn't get where he is in the world by being dumb. He got there by being intelligent and by being fucking ruthless. And a part of that personality is... You see threats, and you see them sometimes where they don't exist. But it was quoted a long time ago, and this was about Stalin, but it seems to apply in this case. Even paranoids have enemies. Stalin thought everybody was out to get him, and he actively not only altered people's lives, but altered existence. He had people written out of history. He had pictures doctored because somebody pissed him off. He had them killed and had them erased from fucking history. Officially, too. Like, they didn't exist because they pissed this guy off. And so from a slightly less batshit crazy, I'm not saying the guy's not batshit crazy, but from a slightly less imbalanced perspective, and this is a guy, you know, he's not dumb. He was a KGB operative. He was a spy. He was an intelligence gatherer. He is not a dumb man. Doesn't make him a good man, but you have to acknowledge facts if you want to look at things objectively. And the fact is he's not stupid. He might be losing his shit because he is getting up there in age. He might be at a point where he doesn't give a fuck about the world because he's getting older and he just wants to make a mark before he leaves. Not that he hasn't already made a mark, but to an egomaniac, you can never make a big enough fucking mark. So he wants to either leave behind his legacy or say, fuck it all, we're going to go go big or go home. 
And so he's trying to reestablish the boundaries that were set by the Soviet Union. At least that's kind of how it seems, you know. But annexing back Crimea, which was originally Russian territory, they gave it over to the Ukraine. The Ukraine did some shit they weren't happy with. They said, you know what, we're taking it back. And it was allowed. And people say, well, what? It was allowed because, you know, Trump was fanboying and all this other shit. No, first off, that was 2014. Trump wasn't in office yet. Second off, no, because we don't have a arrangement with the Ukraine where we come to their defense when they get into some shit with other people. They can ask for help. They can ask for aid. I'm not opposed to sending them aid, but I'm not going to say, yes, we should be sending troops over there either because we don't have precedent. We don't have a reason to. We don't have an agreement to do that. And we have enough shit on our own plate that we don't need to be worried about babysitting the planet. It's not our job. It's not our responsibility. We neglect our home fires, and we neglect other people who need just as much help. There's been famine and disasters and fires and just people, homelessness all around the planet. But within our own borders and abroad, there are people that are getting fucked over on a daily basis that are not being tromped out on the news, not having, you know, flags waved in their honor and all this other shit, other than by a very vocal minority of in a few certain cases. You, you always get the bleeding hearts who are getting college credit for trying to raise a stink about shit. And... In the meantime, still not knowing how to balance a fucking checkbook or anything like that. And then later on, they complain when they don't have any real-life coping skills. But that's not what this is about. What it's about is there are a whole lot of other places that could use humanitarian aid from the United States. But you're not, you're not seeing a lot of coverage about it. And generally, I'm not one in favor of divisive politics or any of this other shit. But I am someone who questions things and wonders why they're the way they are. And a lot of these other countries, you know, other than you get the the UNICEF commercials and for 15 cents a day, you can feed this starving poor child in in the desert here in Africa. And, you know, they you don't hear a lot of things about, say, South American starving children or Venezuela being a dumpster fire of a country because, oh, they embraced communism and now it's a shithole. It used to be a beautiful country in South America, oil rich and fantastic. And now it's a third world dump. You know why? There's multiple reasons, but one of the biggest ones is there's no tit for tat. There's no payback. There's no reason for the powers that be in this country, the political figures, to get involved. There's no kickback for them. They're not doing humanitarian things. They're protecting their own fucking interests. That's why they beat the drum. That's why they rally the cries. That's why they get the news people telling you that you should be bent out of shape about this. Now, if you're of a weaker mindset, you're going to look at it, and <laughs> I say that with all the disdain I can pour into anybody who just wants to toe the company line and say, well, we're doing this for a moral reason. No, maybe you're upset about it for a moral reason. Maybe you're upset about it because you feel like you should be doing something to be active about it. Well, you know what you do? Try and be a decent human being. That's really all you can do at this point because... The military should not be getting involved right now. I don't give a fuck how butthurt you are about it. And to double down on that, to literally every single motherfucker out there who is saying something about the fact that Republicans or right wings or Trump supporters or any of the other horseshit that's coming out of your mouth about why they should be the ones going over there to get in this fight right now, double fuck you. You deserve to be conscripted because realistically... I don't really give a fuck 
how you feel in terms of like, oh, well, this is so-and-so's fault or that's so-and-so's fault. If you were one of the assholes saying that Donald Trump was going to get America into World War III and anybody who voted for him should be conscripted because it'll be his fault and they should have to go fight the war. Well, you know, the, sh- the shoe fits on the other foot as well. Your president, according to, you know, who's in office when shit pops off, is the one who's responsible for this. Get down there, go sign up your paperwork. The only problem is I realistically wouldn't want the vast majority of those people defending my country. I wouldn't want them fighting in my name because they're fucking pathetic. And they're going to be looking for a safe space to cry in. Meanwhile, somebody's going to be shoving a bayonet down their fucking throats. So, yeah, you're pretty much, you've opted out of the process because you're fucking useless in the scenario that exists. And I know I talked recently about how Biden's pathetic-ass attempts at sanctions and wagging his finger at the uh, little madman over in Russia was going to be a futile, useless gesture. And, oh, look, I was right. Now, I didn't expect him to go as far off the deep end as he did. I thought he was just going to occupy those little contested territories and just a little flex. You know, I didn't think he was actually going to start bombing people's homes. But, you know, no accounting for crazy. Now, we're going to take a little break here real quick so I can stick in the obligatory ad. And when we come back, I'm going to continue ranting on this because I've still got more to talk about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so thanks for listening to that. Now, anyway, back to what I was saying. The general gist of things is y'all need to quit acting like this is a new scenario. Like I said, Gen Xers, we grew up with the constant threat of, you know, possible world war. It was the Cold War. It was mutually assured destruction is what kept us from going at each other. And we have people now that are trying to amplify the fear, and the fear-mongering is the mainstream media. It is the government because it, it's maintaining control. Without getting too deep into the consp- conspiratorial side of things, COVID has pretty much run its course from terms of we can keep you under our thumbs at this point. Everybody's fed up with the shit, and we're done playing pandemic. So they have to have a new thing to fearmonger. I'm not saying the war happened in the purpose of keeping people under control and unchecked. I, like I said, Putin's fucking bug shit, I think. He's probably nuttier than a squirrel poop. But... Okay, that that might be a bit of an exaggeration, but he's not a good guy, and he's not doing good guy shit, and and it's not it's not our job to stop him. We're not obligated to the world to somehow commit our country and our people's lives to stopping a shithead. And I feel bad for the people in the Ukraine. I really do. I support giving them supplies and guns and weapons and letting them defend themselves because realistically, it's not like it's a fair fight. But conversely, on the other side of that, it's not a fair fight. Putin also does not have the support of his people. He had massive protests in Moscow, and they had to crack down on them and brutally arrest people and have the cops coming in. But when 
we don't that dynamic doesn't work. It doesn't work when you crack down that hard on people, and it hasn't worked throughout the course of history. It increases resistance. It increases people pushing back. There's going to be more protests. They're going to be more vocal. This guy does not have a lot of support globally. He's got backing maybe from like China, and that's probably they're okay with it because they're he's taking the heat off of them. I'm sure North Korea is thrilled with him doing this shit because we're not looking at them at the moment. And maybe they'll try some shenanigans, too. Maybe they'll be like, oh, well, everybody's occupied with that. Maybe we're going to launch a few missiles into Seoul or some stupid shit. You never know with these guys. They're all, they don't live in the real world. They live in their idealized version of things where they are the ultimate end-all, be-all of of what's right and what's wrong and what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, like I said, this isn't a new situation. Violence and war and death and chaos are not, it's not like this hasn't happened since World War II. We had Korea, we had Vietnam, we had the first Gulf War, we had the second Gulf War, we had the war in Afghanistan. 20 years ago in September, it'll be 22 years coming up this year actually, 21 years ago. So a lot of the people that are bitching and whining about this were either infants or not even born yet when the last conflict the United States was in started. And they just withdrew the troops in a complete manner of fuckery and shenanigans and poor management and proof that our commander in chief shouldn't be commanding a fucking thing. And, you know, we left the Afghani and ISIS, a whole bunch and the Taliban, a whole bunch of really nice, fancy, shiny American equipment and a bunch of service dogs that were brutally executed. I'm sure because there's no way those guys could fucking control them. But the United States has been having a proxy war for the last two fucking decades. Our troops and our soldiers and, our support structures and private contractors and a whole bunch of American citizens were in countries that were not their own meddling in affairs that really, I mean, it's not unreasonable to compare them to shit that was going on now. It's just a difference of perspective because of where the aggression is. And granted in a lot of ways, there's the, the occupations of Afghanistan Talk to any vet. They don't want to, well, I shouldn't say any. There's always exceptions to every rule. But by and wide, most of the guys I know that my, are my age that were serving, guys that are older than me that served, guys that are younger than me that served, and they're home now, they don't want to go back to war. They don't want to get back into this. Some of them do. Then you go online and you'll see people, some of them are flexing for clout. Oh, well, send me over there. We'll straighten things out or I'm going to volunteer. Well, if you really got that much of a hard on to actually go volunteer and go over there and you miss killing people and you want to get involved, or you really feel that indignant about what the Russians are doing, there is a foreign legion defense organization that's been set up for the Ukraine, and you're more than welcome to join that. All you need is a valid passport and proof that you had military or or policing experience because they're not taking just random civilians. So if you're one of those you know, living in mom and dad's basement, incel, playing cosplay, dress-up military motherfuckers, who keeps talking about, oh, I would have served but, and the simple fact of the matter is you haven't seen your toes since fucking elementary school when you were doing the president's fitness test, but you want to get online and flex about how hard you are and say that, well, if it were up to me, we'd be over there fixing it. It's like, you know, calm the fuck down, have another monster, go on Tinder, swipe on a bunch of people that are out of your league, jerk off, masturbate, use your own tears as lubricant, and fall asleep in Cheeto dust and Mountain Dew like you always fucking do. Shut the fuck up. Nobody buys your clout chasing. Seriously. The simple fact of the matter is, violent conflict is not a new thing. This shit has been going on 
for the last two decades. And we were the big guys in the little country going in there, tearing down a government we didn't agree with and trying to set up a more friendly system. And realistically, all we accomplished after 20 years is we kicked the Taliban out so we could let the Taliban take back over and be better armed than they were when it started. And I'm going to, I'm sure I'll catch some heat from people who say, oh, well, you hate America or whatever. No, I support the troops. I always have. I love this country. I hate the politicians who run it. I loathe the vast majority of people who want to buy in and tow all this mainline shit. If you are going to sit out there and, you know, beat your chest and try and act like you're so fucking great because you think your way is the way, I probably don't have anything nice to say to you. I'm going to be perfectly content sitting in my, my spot right near what used to be the middle. I mean, you guys keep moving the fucking goalposts and making the extremes more extreme and you as long as you want to keep doing that my my belief structures haven't changed the only reason i may be considered more right leaning now is because you motherfuckers moved what right leaning and left leaning are there was there was a time where i would have been considered very left leaning because of my social beliefs and my beliefs in personal people's rights to be who they are and to love who they love and all the things that used to be like, if you believe this, you're a leftist. And now it's like, I'm not left enough for the left because as much as I believe in those things, I also believe that people have a right to choose and believe what they want. And I don't have the right to force my beliefs on anybody. So uh, apparently I'm a, I'm a right winger now because I believe that small government and leaving people the fuck alone is the right way to run things. You know, go figure. But I'm getting off on another tangent. Uh, yeah, going back to the whole violent conflict thing. So, yeah, we sent literally thousands and thousands of troops into a foreign country to replace somebody we weren't happy with. Now, we had people that were not happy we were there. We had the same situation that a lot of the Russian troops are facing right now. They don't know who's walking the street down the, down the street with their dog, and they don't know who's a potential person that's going to start dumping fire into them. And... The Ukrainian population is armed. You want to talk about a politician I can actually respect. When offered an evac, the president of the Ukraine said, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. My people are here. The fight is here. The army is here. And I am here. The balls on this guy. You could probably see him from fucking orbit. I mean, I respect the shit out of that man because he's actually being a leader. I defy you to name me one politician that is in office in the United States right now that would not be on the first plane to a reinforced bunker if it looked like shit was going to go sideways here. If they the early warning radar went off, they would be out faster than you could say, what the fuck? I guarantee it. Not a one of them would stay here and fight alongside the people they're supposed to be representing. Not ruling, representing. They're not our gods they're not our overlords they're supposed to be our fucking representatives they're supposed to be the voice of the people not over the people of the fucking people it's a real simple concept not a one of them has enough spine where they could actually stand up and claim any sort of actual leadership role they're not leaders they're parasites and they are not you know these giant peaceful bastions of goodness and joy they are a bunch of People that made deals based off of war. They made public stances based off of kickbacks and private support and private funds and private donations. And it's a system that exists basically just to 
keep perpetuating itself like you know and that's kind of a natural organic thing for any system its first interest is protecting itself but that's not how this one was supposed to work you weren't supposed to be able to get rich being a politician it was not ever supposed to be a career in the united states and that's just kind of the way it is and regardless of how you feel about it i mean if you look at it and you say no it's really good that my beliefs are being forced under the might of the government onto people that don't agree with me you're a fucking problem. And realistically, no, I don't have any respect for you at that point. So, yeah, go. you want to be hard shit. You want to be tough. You want to be deciding how people's lives should work out. And you want to speak on the validity of how atrocious these things are because you don't agree with them. Don't run your mouth. Go do something about it. But don't act like this is some out of left field, oh, my God, horrible aggression. I can't believe there's violence in this day and age. This is not a new situation. This is not a new state of being for the world. As much as it's a shitty thing, it's kind of a fact of life that the natural state for the human race is one of conflict. Because at the end of the day, it's always a matter of self-interest. It's a matter of perspective. Perspectives don't always align. They don't even align in this country, much less on a global scale. We have not gotten to the point where we see ourselves as just the human race. We're not unified, and I, without getting into the whole conspiracy, one-world government shit, I, I really don't believe there should be one-world government because when you only have one source of anything and you get a monopoly, it never is beneficial other than to the people at the top of the monopoly. The competition is healthy. Competition breeds growth. Competition breeds new things. But violent aggression, this is like competition writ large, and this is mandatory enforcement of your belief structure onto other people, is not a good thing. But it's also not a fucking new thing. There probably hasn't been a single year on the planet where there not has, has not been some sort of violent conflict. It's just a matter of scale. And people get all bent out of shape because this is going on. But in the terms of scale, in the terms of things that people should be getting bent out of shape about, it's really not that big. The only difference is the perception, the media hype, the way things are being pushed on our side of things, the narrative that is being fed to the population to get people riled up, to get people worked up. And that's one of the good things about social media. There are so many posts coming out of the Ukraine from you know younger people that are getting drawn into this bullshit. I honestly, and again, this is one of those things, maybe I'm a little cynical, but Something like that was going on in this country. <laughs> Instead of videos showing how to properly clean and field strip weapons and TikTok showing how to start Soviet tanks and Soviet armored transports and how to properly function and operate them if you manage to seize one or if it's abandoned and you come across it, and we wouldn't be getting TikToks like that here. We would be getting people crying and whining and wondering why things aren't going their way and why somebody hasn't stepped in to stop this and why somebody hasn't come to save them. Because in the United States, we have this whiny bitch victim mentality that is pushed by the media, by the mainstream media, by the government. They want you to be dependent. They want you to need them to save you because when you are completely dependent on them, they own your ass. They control your life. They keep you in check. So the fact that there is a horrible, shitty, violent conflict going on on the other side of the planet, it sucks. It's not a good thing. It's a problem. 
it should not be allowed. And the world governments have started making certain moves that are either going to shut this, help shut this down or completely exasperate the problem. Now, the problem is, you know, a week ago I would have said that he might be a prick, but at least he's not going to do anything crazy when it comes to talking about the president of Russia. But now I'm questioning it a little bit more, and there's a lot of factors in here that people aren't taking into consideration, like the fact that a large portion of Eastern Europe is dependent on Russia for their energy needs. They get their fuel oil from there. They get some of them buy their electricity from there, and they haven't cut that off yet. I'm saying yet because there's a very real chance it may happen, and one of the reasons it may happen is the global banking system has basically cut off the ability of Russia to get paid for the services and goods they're providing. They're not able to get the money from the global bank fund. Uh, And that could push them into a position of being a little more desperate. And they're going to either try and end this through escalation, which is how we ended World War II. We didn't want to go into Japan and start fighting there on the mainland in Japan, and we, is, it was a matter of escalating to show them that how bad things were going to get. That's why the nuclear bombs were dropped at the end of World War II. That's what ended World War II. Japan was a tiny little country that was surrounded, outnumbered, outgunned, and they were ready to make us pay for every square inch of take it, making them stop until we turned two of their cities into ghost towns and vaporized people. It's just a you know little historical fact. It's not. I'm not trying to glorify it or be cruel. It, it was escalation to the point of if you don't stop, this is happening everywhere. Now, potentially, that could be the route that happens, and it's going to be bad if it does. If Putin decides to dispense a couple of little small-scale dirty bombs and take out a city or two, I mean, not not the big ICBMs that are going to come this way. I really don't think he has that much of a death wish where he wants to get involved in a shooting war involving nukes because that's not going to end well for anybody. But on the other hand, like I said, he might be crazy enough where he just doesn't give a fuck anymore and he's ready to watch the world burn if he doesn't get his way. Now, I don't think the rest of the world, including like the Soviet high command, is all that gung-ho to support him. Like I said, his, his own people don't support him. His troops, there are troops that have set on record, like, we don't know why we're fucking here. We're just following orders, but we don't know why. We don't know what the conflict is actually about. We don't know the reasoning. And obviously they thought it was going to be a cakewalk. They thought everybody was just going to roll over and they were just going to roll in there and take over. But it's not happening. I don't think they were planning on meeting the level of resistance that they have. And as the rest of the world gets their shit together and starts dropping supplies for the Ukrainians to use, it's just going to get to be more of an issue. They're going to be better armed. They're going to be better, better able to stand off the fight. So they don't, the Russians aren't going to want to capitulate as long as Putin's the one holding the reins. They're not going to be willing to say, well, yeah, we lost. We went in there and we got our asses kicked. They're not going to do that. I'm really convinced there's a chance he's going to come in and he's going to blow up a city. He won't do it with a missile, I don't think. I think if it comes down to it, if we see, say, one of the major towns in the Ukraine, all of a sudden all the Russian troops start pulling back, 
there's a really good chance that, you know, there may be a mushroom cloud where a city used to be, and the civilians are going to be fucked. I pray to God that it's not handled in a manner where they think it's an actual withdrawal like the Russians are giving up, because without some formal declaration of surrender or cessation of hostilities, if they all of a sudden just start all bailing out, they probably left something in a building somewhere that's going to be an unpleasant surprise for a lot of people. They have suitcase nukes that can take out a small city. It's not like they would have to make a big scene about getting it there. All they need is somebody that's willing to set it up. And I'm sure there are probably a few people that believe in whatever's going on enough that they could be convinced to do it. Or they believe in Putin directly well enough to, to do it. Or they were promised a better life for their families. I mean, there's all kinds of way, leverage you can use on people and ways you can get them into your way of thinking into doing things that are really not good. History has shown that for a long fucking time. So I really, I mean, I hope this conflict comes to a cessation relatively quickly. If we've learned one thing through global conflict in the last couple of decades, it's that realistically a determined population that doesn't want somebody there is going to keep fighting and is going to make it crazy and is going to make the losses keep mounting and occupations are expensive and occupations are logistical nightmares. And then you never know what the next people in the seat of power are going to do. I mean, I think Putin's probably in a better situation to pick his successor, so it's probably going to be somebody a little more like-minded to him or someone he's approved of, unless things go really sideways and somebody comes after him. I mean, you know, just because it didn't work in World War II doesn't mean it wouldn't work to stop World War III, but I'm just, you know, just putting that out into the ether. But there's a lot to consider about these things, and none of it's good. But it's also not nearly the nightmare that the world's trying to make it into in the Western world. It's a shitty, horrible thing. It's I'm sad people are getting killed for something they had nothing to fucking do with. I'm sorry this guy's dick and his ego got so in the way that it cost people their lives. I really am. But conversely, I'm also not freaking out, saying, acting like it's the end of the world and we have to act now to stop him. Now, if he does happen to take over the Ukraine and and manage to collapse the government and break the spirits of the people, which I don't think is going to happen soon. And I think as long as we keep dropping them supplies, it's not going to happen because they seem like a pretty feisty bunch. But let's say he theoretically does conquer the territory. Now he's starting to butt up against NATO allied countries. And if he decides to commit, that's where the problem comes in. That is, that's when he's going to be fighting Europe and the United States our allies, it's going to be a utter shit show. I'm hoping there's still somebody with enough sense on that side to stop it from getting to that point. I'm hoping he's not that bug shit crazy that he somehow thinks that's a situation where anybody fucking wins. And I really hope he's not at the point in his mindset where he doesn't give a fuck if anybody wins. I mean, it's, it's a line from a movie and it's a little bit hokey, but it's true. Some people just want to watch the world fucking burn. And, you know, I, I don't want to be alarmist or raising paranoia or freaking people out, but it's a real possibility. We grew up with that possibility. It's not a new concept. It's not a new thing. And for a lot of people in this world, it's not always, it's been this way forever. There have been foreigners in their countries invading and killing and shooting people they knew because they didn't agree with them or because they wanted to do something to get them out and bad shit happens. And that was us. It's not 
it's it's a, as much a matter of perspective as anything else. Now, I'm not saying there's any perspective that makes it right that you drove into another country and started killing the people that were fucking there, that lived there, that did nothing to you, at least nothing overt. It's not like they flew buildings into anything, but that's and that could be a whole other conversation. Let's not forget that the day before 9/11 happened, you know, the Pentagon announced that it had lost a couple couple billion dollars of or tr- trillions billions. Trillion. I think it was $1.6 trillion or something like that. The Pentagon just couldn't account for it, just fucking missing. And then the next day, all these terrorist attacks happened. And I'm not going to get in the tinfoil realm, but it was awfully fucking convenient. And uh, that's neither here nor there. The point is, there has been this constant state of conflict. People have been getting killed for shit that they shouldn't have been getting killed for for, for a long time. And they all, And the people that were doing things always found a way to justify it, a way to say this is why it should be happening. And I'm sure some shit is being said in Russia as to why it should be happening right now. Uh, I don't speak very good Russian or hardly any Russian. All I know about like six words, and of those six words, four of them are obscenities. So I really don't have a, a good grasp on things because I can't go directly to the source. But I'm sure there's a certain degree of propaganda being put out to the Russian people to explain why they have to do this and why the military needs to be out there tearing shit up and why they need to be putting their people's lives in jeopardy for some reason. I, I, like I said, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not pretending to grasp it. I'm not saying it's okay. What I am saying is it's not anything fucking new. It's a different setting with the same play. It's going from Broadway to downtown Chicago. It's a different venue for the same old song and dance. There's an aggressor. There are victims. There are people that aren't going to put up with the aggression and fight back. The only thing about it is your perspective comes from where you're looking at the fight happening. So I don't pretend to have any answers. I don't pretend to know what's going on. That's just the thoughts I have about it. So if you made it this far and you're still listening, thanks for listening. And that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program things i've talked about there are some links available for some merch that we're working on and there are ways to contact us there as well and thanks for listening and i look forward to talking to you again soon